0: As we continue with the month of August and discussing leadership, um, we're really excited for today's guest. But before we get started, Dr. Jeff, what is in your glass?
1: So I'm working on my smoothie this morning. Uh, there were some strawberries on sale this weekend, so I took advantage of that. So it's got a, a good amount of strawberries in there with oat milk and all of my add-ons um, Well, on some other frozen berries and then protein powder and chia seed and flaxseed and microgreens. I just, like, shove it all in there and blend it up. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, Dr. Bobby, what's in your glass?
0: We – I have water. I've been feeling very thirsty uh, and waking up thirsty, so I'm maybe not drinking enough. Um, But talking about strawberries up here in the north, um, I know we're recording this a little bit early, but coming next two weeks is, like, strawberry festival season, where you seem like, they're all ready to be picked, so I'm super excited. I don't know if I'm going to get to participate, but – We'll find out. <laughs> right.
1: And um, with us today, we have a special guest. Her name is Crystal. Uh, and so before we you know, get started with her introduction, Crystal, what's in your glass?
2: I have a protein smoothie.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So almond milk, protein powder, spinach, collagen, all that yummy stuff.
1: Awesome. I um, love yum. it. <laughs> <This is laughs> your breakfast. It's like the best way to do it. You can be on the go. I love it. Uh, so, Crystal, tell us a little bit about you, and then we're going to get started with talking about why we're going to interview you today. Okay,
2: so I um, I'm in Land O'Lakes, um, Florida. That's where I live, and I have a um, law practice, and I have three children that I care for, and my niece on top of that. So very very busy. Um. What else would you like to know? (laughs) Uh,
1: Well, how long have you had your law practice? So I've had
2: my law practice now for, see, we're going on six years.
1: Mm -hmm. Wow. What made you first decide to go out on your own?
2: Well, I had worked for someone else for quite a while. And um, I think what hindered me at first um, going out on my own was having like young, small children and kind of the fear of, um, not being able to support them and, you know, not having like a a set salary coming in. Um, so I finally, um, decided that I was done, um, making money for other people and it was time to do it for myself. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) That fear is real though, especially when you have little ones and multiple little ones, depending on you.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'd say, uh, when you're uncomfortable is when you grow yeah. the most and sometimes you're like do we need to be this uncomfortable to <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be nice to be a little more comfortable <laughs> yes yes a little more security yeah. right yeah uh so we're talking about leadership this month and so when i think about leadership i think about people that are able to kind of think outside the box a little bit and maybe not do things the way they've always been done just because that's how it's always been done, right? Doing things that are gonna be more suited to meet their individual needs or the needs of their consumer or whatever it is that's going on. So you came to mind because of kind of saying, no, I don't want this. I I wanna do something else. I have this training. I have this knowledge. I can use this to help people. Therefore, I'm going to implement it in my own way right so that those are the people we love talking to um so as far as like your leadership style like how would you describe kind of how you typically approach uh leadership so funny thing
2: i had to like you know in preparing for this and thinking i'm like so what are the leadership styles i'm like i don't even know so i started to kind of do a little bit of research on it and i think mm-hmm. that i fit more into like a um more of a laissez-faire type style. Honestly, mm-hmm. like I'm not a micromanager at all. Um, yeah. and I hope that I choose the, the. I, I believe I have chosen the right people and put them in the right places to be able to make the business run smoothly. And I have to trust in that. And if for some reason they are not the right person, then we, you know, we have to, to look into alternatives, but, um, the people I have right now, which it took me a little while to get there, but the people I have right now, I think are the are the right people and um, micromanaging is not, is not the way I I do things. I I delegate.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I'm similar for sure. And in, in some, you know, with some of what, what we do here at the practice, because I think if you hire and train well, so <laughs> That's hard. <laughs> like when you do an interview, people are in their best behavior. So they're going to say what you want to hear. Typically, if, if they're you know good at, at that, um, sometimes you can tell right away, you're like, no, this isn't going to work. Um, but like, then they get into the job and they sometimes don't always do, you know, so well right um so that lies a fair leadership style doesn't work because like you know they're just they're not self-sufficient they're not self-motivated um so like in in that type of situation where they're like just having a hard time or maybe need a little bit more um would have been like different strategies that you've used to see if they're going to work or not work you know because that's kind of you're going to have to make that final decision or they may make it for you and quit. (laughs) (laughs) True. Right. Um, so I've tried to, um,
2: you know, we had, we had one employee that was not necessarily up to speed and she's still getting there, but to me, like it's more important, um, that they have the right attitude, that they have the right um, that they want to do well, that they try hard, that they work hard, that they want to learn and want in their trainable. And and she she is. Um but I found that um providing her with resources, um also the the employee that is uh does have does have more experience kind of putting her over her as well to kind of watch over her and, and help move her along we've had to um kind of better define responsibilities i would say like it, it used, we, we had to kind of change things like how we were doing things and um provide her with different responsibilities than what she had had previously hope i'm answering your question yeah. but just kind of shifting things to to work for the people that we have in place it
0: yeah. kind of sounds like sometimes maybe we as we're hiring we realize like they may be better off in a different position or a different role and making sure to kind of match what their strengths are with what you're asking them to do. Um, I can't remember the saying, but it's like asking a fish to climb a tree. Like, you know, um, you got to make sure that the fish is in the water so they can like, especially if they have the, you know, a great attitude and they have a great work ethic and they -hmm. really are trying, you know, then, you know, it's okay, maybe I need to look, did I put them in the wrong place? like where could I, you know, where would they be better fit? Mm
1: -hmm. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And I think from the employee's perspective as well, I think it's important to really understand where your strengths are and where your weaknesses are. And when you know what your weaknesses are, kind of ask for that help and that guidance and Mm -hmm. look to somebody that is a little bit more proficient in that area um, in order to like, Continue to grow and learn because just because you're not strong right now doesn't mean you won't be. It just means it's going to take a little bit of work uh, to get to that point. And so that's one of the things we've noticed here a good bit is, you know, we'll have somebody that feels better maybe in a technology realm and you know is more like a self starter can learn a lot faster with the technology related stuff, and then we've got you know maybe someone else that that's kind of overwhelming and so kind of understanding because we like we have to move forward like it you know we have mm-hmm. to implement things that are going to improve our efficiency and stay up with the times and all the compliances that we have to do and all everything else um so like sometimes pairing those together is what we do as well just say like teamwork makes the dream work mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um so which you know isn't always the most efficient for the business. But if I can get that employee to then learn to be independent, then the laissez-faire leadership, boom, kicks in. Everybody's happy. You're not all up in their face. Um, So, which is micromanaging. Um, Have you, um, as far as like other, you know, just different challenges with leadership, um, I I think laissez-faire is like, I think makes the ultimate work environment for me at least because each person comes in and if there's this like mutual respect and mutual trust then it just makes for a happier environment because people can shine they can like feel like they take that task and like own it or that idea and own it and they can apply their own knowledge and you know creativity or whatever it might be um so like I definitely like I love that um but it just it still is really hard to balance that I because I, I'm I'm similar to you like you we still have to come in with other other strategies to you know make sure everybody is um up to par um so as far as like other, um, other things that you've taken away from, you know, over the years, like running the business. Um, so what are some of the mistakes that have happened? Like what, like didn't work?
2: So I I think one of my biggest mistakes, um, was I hired a friend. Mm. That is a mistake. Um, so, and Or someone I thought was a friend let's put it that way and it just um turned into a big mess Mm -hmm. and um some people it may work with and then others take that as take liberties with that Mm -hmm. and don't act as an employee should act or act in the best interest of the business necessarily Mm -hmm. so I think that that you know I won't I won't make that mistake again
1: right right Mm -hmm.
0: I think friends and family can be some of the hardest. Um, and it takes a very, a very, very special type of family or type of friendship for that business to work. And especially if it's not like an equal, it's one over the other. Mm-hmm. And being able to separate outside life versus, you know, we're here, this is work, um, this is different.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... That's yeah. I, I think it just there's gonna be times where again, like everybody tells you what they want you to hear. <laughs> um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the intention is there. So yeah, I agree. Like kind of keeping some of that distance, I think is good. Um sometimes yeah. though it it just when you're first starting, I think it's tough because you know, you've got such a small little basis of what you're growing from that it's that's i think that's kind of an easy i think that's an easy mistake to make um yeah um so i mean yeah all, all we can do is learn like learn and and grow from it um so what are other like let's say like just strategies that you implement to help help your employees uh grow so like um, for example, you might like pair them with somebody else to help them get up to speed. Um, do you do like any like trainings? Do you do like one-on-one sessions? Like what are other like ways to kind of help foster employee development? Let's see. This is a hard one because
2: my, my main employee has um, been in the business longer than me. So, and she's amazing. And yes. very, very helpful. So, um, I don't really have to do any training with her. <laughs> lucky. yes, is yeah. amazing. And um the other one, you know, we are we are still doing some training, and we've had to kind of, figure out the best ways to do that. Um, A lot of it is having her learn off of um, our head paralegal, our case manager, Mm -hmm. um, and and pairing them together. Because I'm very small, so we only have two attorneys and then two paralegals. Like, we're not very big, and I like that, and I intend to keep it that way for a while. Um, So, you know, and then just kind of um, we've had to put our head paralegal or, or case manager in charge of doing some of the delegation. So instead of the attorneys delegating, we were finding that wasn't working well because we were delegating things that shouldn't have been delegated. Um, whereas the, the um, case manager kind of knew a little bit more of, of like how to, how to ensure that she was providing her with tasks she could actually do. So we had to restructure things like that and try mm-hmm. and then, and to help her, that, um, the other employee kind of grow and, and learn more. And she's, she is doing really well. She's learning
1: so many new things and she's really, she's doing a great job. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, that's awesome. And I think like, it's really helpful for people to have that job satisfaction because as you grow and you learn, I think you just have so much more fun going to work and you just feel valuable. Um, yeah. Like some of the stuff we've done here is like, just especially when somebody's new is like, we have like a lot of checklists just for like getting your day completed. Cause there's so many small tasks. I mean, like we it's, I mean, we're not a big practice either. Like, you know, and there's so many details that have to happen every day and every week and then every month. And so when I implemented the checklist system, it just makes it like super easy. That way, like, before you leave for the day, just make sure we've gotten to all of these things. And, um, all of a sudden it's like, like, I, I can just step out. I don't have to, I don't have to be back and forth too much. It's really easy to see. And again, like the person that, nobody likes asking for help. Like they, you know, and I've got like a manual so they can kind of say like, Oh, if I don't remember what this is, I can look that up in the manual and answer my own questions." So I don't feel like I'm bothering anybody. And then that way, like, you know, we just had to onboard somebody probably about a month ago. It was like the first day and you know, you're always hoping that they're not going to quit right away. <laughs> Cause it's like, there's so much to learn. Uh, none of it's rocket science. It's just like so much all at once so um just that's helped us a lot having it in writing we have videos that just through our our operating system we've got training videos so different learning styles and then also like a that checklist so that you feel like okay I do feel like I've completed my day I've completed my checklist and you know obviously like email inbox is empty um (laughs) there's I mean it's a lot It, it is Um, like Bobby what do you what do you do in your clinic like what are like different strategies that you do especially like if you're working with like a PTA for example um, or a front desk
0: I was gonna say so right now I'm lucky it's just me Mm. I am everyone I guess lucky and not lucky Um, I do have a second location that's not mine Um, but they do all of my billing scheduling and everything so more of that is just like because I'm not physically in their location is just constantly and I don't like to micromanage I like to like just say hey I need this done and like but I've kind of learned where I am right now um I kind of have to check in hey was that faxed to the doctor you know like I'll or I'll send an email can you can you fax this to the surgeon and just let me know when it's done like and I'll never hear back from someone sending more emails so I think it, my position is a little bit different because I don't have anyone inside of my actual building. Um, Mine is all through just text, call, um, things like that. So it does have to be a little bit more micro, which I don't enjoy or like. Um, I like to just say, hey, I need this done and just have faith that it's done. But um, unfortunately, that is not always normally is not the case. Um, So just have to kind of check up on it. And because I don't run it and I don't own that part of the practice, um, there's not much I can do besides kind of encourage people or um, encourage my tech, hey, this is why it's really important that we get these notes to the doctor on this time, or, you know, things like that, just trying to help them understand why I'm asking them to do certain things, so they don't feel like I'm just handing out orders.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think understanding the why is a big, is a big thing, so... Like anytime you're trying to get somebody to do what you need them to do, because you do have like you've got to run a company like there's like over the course of the day and the week, month, quarter, year, there still is like significant amount of stuff that needs to happen. No matter what the business is, it could be retail, it could be law, it could be healthcare, it could be anything. And so the way I, I don't understand why, but I think a lot of times people don't realize the importance of their specific role. And so if you're working at the front desk and you're answering the phone and checking in and checking out, that role is just as important as the provider, as the person that's doing the billing, as whatever, whoever else. It's it's one big wheel. And if one piece is missing in the wheel, the wheel doesn't turn. So like, why? are Like, I don't understand why sometimes people don't see their value because that's that's my biggest thing, I think, Anytime something's not going well is usually somebody doesn't really understand their value or if they do understand their value, they might be using it and like holding it against you. (laughs) Both of those are not good.
0: (laughs) I actually had that conversation with my tech um, who has since left us and started PT school a week ago or two weeks ago, but um, they were just kind of towards the end, they're excited to go to PT school. They know they're leaving. So their work, which you see here, just kind of started to plummet. And one time they were one time I was over there, they had just said, I think so and so was a little annoyed or, you know, upset with me and was just talking to me. And I was like, well what's going on? He's like, oh, I don't think I've been working as much. And I was like, just explaining like at least in our position, that tech is like our lifeline. Um, they were the person that called every patient that didn't show up. They were the ones that called, sent the appointment text reminders. They're the ones that talk on the phone to the patients. They're the ones that like, when I said, Hey, can you just like get the patient started on here? Um, they were the ones like doing all that work, which. So I ultimately explained to them, I'm like, you're almost more important than me in a way, because without you, like I don't have patients. Right. I don't have someone that's coming on my schedule so I was like, you are one of the most important. And I explained to them as they go to PC school, they're going to learn that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, you got to realize like your job, sometimes those, um, I think I think a good example is in a hospital. Two most important people that I believe in hospital are the cleaners, like the the people that come around and clean the rooms, and your CNAs. And both of them, if you look at the healthcare line of things, are not the top. Um, they are closer to the bottom than they are to the middle but they are your two most important people and without them um a hospital wouldn't run
1: right and how we speak to them sometimes is in such a derogatory fashion of like hey mm-hmm. just you know like as if you're writing them off and it i i just i don't understand why like I'm, that that doesn't make any sense nobody's going to want to work hard and put all of their effort in when they don't feel appreciated so it doesn't i like Nobody else wants to do that job. They want to do <laughs> job. So if you don't want to do that job, be nice to that person. Say thank you every now and again recognize when they are excelling. say it out loud. I mean you don't have to help when you them can. Just, but yeah, just say like I yeah. appreciate that um that goes such a long way into building a positive culture inside of a, an operation of just like paying it forward with kindness. Because that can go so far. I mean, you don't know where people are in their day. You have no idea what's going on in their personal life, and half the time they really shouldn't be bringing it into work anyway. And you know, blasting it off to everybody. So, like, let somebody show up in their space and just have that be a positive environment. And I think any employee can employ leadership practices by doing that. Just by saying, hey, like you could be equals and just say, hey, I appreciate you. That was awesome. Thank you for that. That then starts to build into what rolls forward more and more and more into that. Just like more, the more appreciated you feel, the more likely you are to work harder and excel at your job and learn new tasks and keep Rising, and then the whole organization moves forward um but when we do this like mandate down of like you better because it's your task and therefore you know it just you know it doesn't lead to a positive culture um so i you know like i was gonna say i think it's important as a leader
0: um and i try to do this in any job that i am in to never never be above the lowest job, never be above if there's something in the bathroom that needs to be cleaned, offering to be the first person to go clean it. You know, mm-hmm. if like whoever normally cleans is really busy and doing stuff, okay, um you should be able to help and also, so for example, in the hospital, like for therapy, clean up after yourself. Don't just leave stuff ha- laying all over for them someone else to clean up, like help them. If there's garbage on the ground, pick it up. like mm-hmm. just like being willing to do as a leader, I think you need to be willing to do every job that you either oversee or ask of someone else. Mm -hmm. I agree.
2: I definitely agree. And, you know, that kind of, when I was thinking about this podcast, I trying to figure out, you know, where maybe I learned some leadership skills. um, This kind of reminds me of this. Um, My grandfather, so my family owns a business and my, I watched my grandfather run this business and he was amazing. And I can remember um, an employee who I I thought was, was not doing what he should have been doing. And I didn't understand why, um, why my grandfather was making certain decisions he was making. You know, why don't you do this? Or why don't you fire this person or, you know, whatever. And he looked at me and he said, can you do that person's job? And I looked at him like, no, he said, well, I You know, unless you can go out there and do his job, he deserves your respect. Like you, you know, and kind of talking to me about that and about, you know, being respectful to the guy that picks up the trash, you know, um, that's you, you're, you're not going to do his job and you can't do his job or, you know, um, I think it was someone regarding the merry-ground because my family has a carnival business and about tearing down a merry-ground. You know, at a teenage girl, I couldn't tear down the merry-ground. You know, but just kind of showing me how to, re- you know, that there is respect there. You, you must respect your employees. You must treat them as equals. You must, you know, they are doing a a valuable job for you. And I just I think that's really important.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then that's how, again, like anybody's going to work hard if they feel appreciated and like, everybody's going to make mistakes and that's, that's going to happen. You're going to have days where you don't feel good. You're going to have like where you're just operating at a lower level. Um, and that's, and that's all fine. I do think though that, um, you know, sometimes it can feel like, um, employees, you know, they want to show up and do the bare minimum, but then get the maximum return. And so like that, that's a little bit not even either, right? So like, if you want to really progress and work hard and grow with inside of an organization, then you yourself need to grow and progress and show that organization what you're capable of, which means that you might be kind of working a little bit harder, putting yourself out there, trying some new things. Who knows what it might be? Like your role is is your role. But there's um, a lot of times I think like earning that um, versus showing up is it's two separate things. And so earning it is how you're going to show your leadership. It's how you're going to show that you are capable of the next level. Uh, and, and I think that's something that hopefully people can hear this and resonate with of like, I want to grow. I want to do more. Then grow and do more. <laughs> like encourage like other people around you to do that as well. And you, you'll be able to create an environment that hopefully is a healthy, safe, good, solid work environment. And if it's not then do something else. I did that. Crystal did that. Bobby did that. (laughs) If it just isn't working, do something else. It might not be starting your own business, but it might be finding something else where it is healthy. uh, Because I think there's a number of organizations that are just unhealthy. And the problem isn't you, the problem is them. So sometimes the problem's you and sometimes the problem's them. And so trying to diagnose that can be difficult. I've been in very unhealthy work environments before. It was awful. Crystal, I know, has been in unhealthy work environments. It was awful. Same thing with Bobby. Um, So I think... Understanding that there are people out there that do want to have a positive environment for employees, and they do want to employ tactics to allow the employee to rise and and be happy in their job, I think it's out there. Um, you just got to find it if it's not where you are, or create it inside of where you are if you're able to. So, hopefully, I think it's uh. Uh-huh. I was gonna say with that,
0: Jess. I think it's really important. I think I'm not going to speak for either of the two of you. But when I, when I felt like I was in an unhealthy environment for a long time, I just retrospected on me and mm-hmm. I made sure it was not me. And I think that sometimes people are quick to be like, oh, it's the worst. Like mm-hmm. really, you really have to not only look into yourself and see, hey, am I really doing my best job? Am I really doing what I'm supposed to? Am I really showing up? Am I really giving forth a great attitude? Am I really doing all this stuff? Okay, I am. So now like going and having those hard conversations and speaking with the upper, you know, upper management or whoever is in your organization to see if they're willing to make change. And then then if all of that's not happening, then, you know, it's not you and it's time to time to move
1: on. Yeah, I think it's important to
0: kind of look at yourself first.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I always say look for solutions. Don't just point out the problem. OK, mm-hmm. it's really easy to come in and say, hey, you need to do this better. OK, <laughs> do, you, do you understand the whole process of yes. <laughs> what happens and why we have to do it this way? Um, I'd love to do that, too. But like legally speaking, we can't, you know, so. Like, <laughs> uh, so coming in and understanding if there's something that isn't going well, understand it first. Understand the why, understand the current policies and procedures, whatever is going on, and then offer a potential solution if you see one. Um, and if not, then realize that there's sometimes it just is the way it is sometimes too. Um, mm-hmm. because you know, there's the world and laws and rules and regulations and everything else. <laughs> so yeah. So sometimes that could be this scenario. Sometimes it could be that um there could be more bureaucratic type leadership styles in that organization and that's hard change is hard in that kind of leadership so you're just going to have to kind of feel feel it out for where you are and then hopefully move forward and you know either make positive change grow within the organization or decide to do something different Um, but yeah taking the time to have some um, really think about you what are you bringing to the role what have you done so far be honest about that Um, have those conversations with like not just you know bashing conversations but actually like come to it with intention with positive like what am I looking to get out of this not just to you know I think a lot of people like to do that they just like they all kind of complain together instead of like, <laughs> what, like what's the purpose of the conversation other than complaining um that that just brings everybody down um so kind of getting through all of that, check yourself and then um make your decision from there. So um, Crystal, any other words of advice for our listeners? Not that not that I can think of. Um yeah. No. yeah. Well, I definitely appreciate you coming on and sharing, you know, your experience and um just you know what it's like from you know, if you're trying to do laissez-faire leadership so that you people underneath you can thrive, what you know what that looks like um because it is a two-way street it's always a give and take so um if you want more um just in your day and not have people over you then you got to kind of show them that they can back off <laughs> you know, i do, i do have one more thing to yeah. say so just starting off
2: like in the very beginning i was talking about the fear
1: factor yeah.
2: i i think you need to jump you know once you once you have determined that the environment you are in is not where you want to be, that it is not a good environment for you, it's not where you want your life to be, you make the jump, And it's scary,
1: but it's worth it. It's so scary. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like so scary. Uh, however, if you do the work and it's, and you do your, you know, crunch your numbers, figure out your plan, put your steps in place, like be methodical about it. Um, then you can do it 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 just means it's going to be you know anything that's worth it isn't easy uh like no one's just going to hand it to you and say here you go here's the here's the solution that's going to make you happy like you've got to you've got to make it um but then it's worth it all right well um our challenge this week is to uh, step back and think in your current environment. Whether you know it could be a stay-at-home mom, could be at work, could be um, you know so, still growing into a new position, think about how you can employ just like one way of communicating with the people around you um, with intention to help create a more positive uh, environment around you. So that could be just saying thank you. It could be recognizing somebody around you and see if you just do that one one intention each day, uh, you'll find something to say that's positive. See if that kind of starts to trickle, which is going to kind of help other people reciprocate. Like, I mean, you know, like when you're in line at the store and like someone lets you go first, you're way more likely to hold the door for the person behind you, right? Like it's just, it's how it goes. And that creates a much more positive environment. And so hopefully that can help growth with other things as well. All right, everybody. So we, uh, I don't know if this is the last episode in leadership, but um, we might be continuing one more in leadership and then we'll be moving on to pain coming up in September. All right. Bye.